We've talked about it before. There's a lot of cars in the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship, and a lot of cars on a small track means it's very, very tight. Who do we expect to shine here? Colin Turkington should shine. He really should, because he is quite light, and as we've been told so many times by so many people, that he needs to show up, he needs to get his championship kick-started, and he'll do that, hopefully, this weekend here. We're expecting, actually, we're expecting Dan Lloyd and Jason Plato to go pretty well here. Uh, the, yep. the Astra, as Matt Neal said, suits not kill. It's short, it's quite soft, it's quite forgiving. We'll see exactly how they... Well, and we'll come back to him in just a minute there because looking at the grid as well, I meant to say Jade Edwards. I do apologise to Jade Edwards and Josh Cook. I got the pair yes. of them mixed up, not once, but, but twice. twice this morning. Now, yes. yeah, but 66 and 99 do look very similar from a distance. Yes. Although it's the, the shape of the number as opposed yeah. to the actual number yeah, you see like when, when you're game. beyond the limit of what the binoculars can do. But anyway, enough <laughs> of that because <laughs> the other thing you mentioned, um, Plato and uh, his teammate Dan Lloyd, for much of the first or the previous session, they were literally within hundreds of a second of each other um, throughout the session. They traded places and at one point they were the, the first cars to actually set sort of representative lap times during that uh, second uh, that second session they then kind of fell down the order a little bit but expect them to be there or thereabouts because Jason Plato of course the most successful touring car driver here at Knock Hill 10 wins over the years including his 500 race start a couple of years ago he got and he got pulled from that actual race start right across there when he was driving for BMR and the Subaru so let's see exactly how the Power Max Astras unfold here they're both quick drivers they're both very seasoned professional drivers they're both on track together heading in towards the hairpin will they work together we don't know will they want to work together well they've probably been told to work together here yeah. because you need to have somebody in front of you to get the traffic moved and you need to have a rear gunner so right now Dan Lloyd has Jason Plato under his rear wing as they head down towards First corner, Duff is dip here. Uh, how many laps will it take them to get the tyres up to temperature? Possibly two or three laps. We do expect them to come into the pit lane to swap the tyres from front to back or side to side. And after that, it will be all systems go. It'll be qualifying. It'll be flat out laps for yep. everybody. Yeah, so the thing to watch for is when you see cars later on in the session, when you see cars with headlights on, they are on a flying lap. They are the ones that are going for grid position. And uh, the headlights mean, get out of the way, I'm on a flyer. It does, yeah. And you'll see a lot of guys... It's like an unwritten rule. You have the headlights. You know, if you see somebody coming, you move out the way. Um, in certain championships, that is a written rule, I would say. But what you can't do, what you cannot do is have your headlights on as you go in the pit lane. Yes, there are, there's an etiquette about this. and uh, You get fined for it, doesn't it? It costs you money. Yeah. That's the Dan Camish, uh, Dan Camish rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, is it, is it £50 or 50 or, or is it 500 or is it 100 We'll make a number up. Thousands, says yeah. Peter McKay. It's, uh, it's a small amount, anyway. Anyway, the uh, cars now all coming into pit lane, both Vauxhalls coming in, Dan Lloyd leading Jason Plato through, followed by Nick Hamilton and Sam Osborne, and then Sam Smeet in the second of the Toyotas. And uh, they will all come in, they'll do the tyre swap, and then they'll be back out on track. Now, track conditions again, they were coming off a, a drying, developing track in the last session. The track may be a little bit quicker again by now. So most cars in the pit lane, interestingly though, the Laser Tool Racing Infinity, they can stay out. Look at that, the rear-wheel drive cars are all still on track, because why? They're easier to get the tyres up and working. Uh, they might still come in and put front to back, you never know. But let's keep our eye out here because they've now what, they've got complete free track. If they could get the tyres to work super early, Robert, yep. this, is, this is Christmas for these guys. Absolute yep. Christmas. And both Infinities coming through Clarks on the absolute ragged edge there with the lights ablaze. 
heading round to the hairpin. Sutton leads the way from Moffat. They're good friends, they're teammates, and they're working well together. Yeah, and Sutton, of course, is one of the men that everybody comes to a touring car race to watch these days. He's uh, a flamboyant uh, style to his driving, and he is just mega quick. And... Uh, He's one of the hot favourites for the front row here, but he is carrying a lot of success ballast, so that doesn't help him. 51.9 and 51.5 on their first real attempts at flying laps. Puts the two infinities Moffat faster than Sutton, but look at that, they're now into traffic that has just left the pit lane. Moffat could still have a good run through here. If he can Uh, get that Honda, he's catching the Honda completely at the wrong place. The BTC car, unfortunately, just left the pit lane and gets caught up in the middle of that but that's that's the nature of the game that's what Knock Hill Racing Circuit is and it's not just Knock Hill it's other circuits as well are like this yeah absolutely and uh, in touring cars there's an art to choosing when to attack when not to attack when to hesitate when to go for things um, and in qualifying as well as in the racing just watching the two Halfords Cataclean Team Dynamics Honda's going through there in line astern as well. Gordon Shedden, one of the local favourites, of course, Scottish driver. He's currently sitting down in 23rd, but uh, expect to see him at least 20 places further up at the end of the session. Back to the top. Sutton repays the favour to his teammate and goes to the top as we see one of the power maxed Astras up the main straight about to cross the line. That is Jason Plato. Let's follow Jason Plato around this lap because he's got nice clear traffic. He's rotated the tyres. The car should be working pretty well here for JP as he goes over the crest of Duffy's he goes down through the big compression of Leslie's, pulls up in the brake from McIntyre's. Nice early apex, gets on the gas. And Plato looking pretty handy here as he goes down the dip up towards the black circle chicane. It looks like he's just rolled back out of it, actually, as he goes up there. And we'll have a look at his sector time. His sector time through that first area, a 17.3 seconds. So he has knocked it off just a little bit. So Jason, maybe not feeling the car on the brakes going in towards Duffes, maybe not feeling the tyres are at their optimum. Yeah, he had a bit of traffic ahead as well, so he's probably spotted that and reckoned that would come into play. Sorry, that was but, a bit hard. Uh, that was a bit of a hard tap on Dr. Yes. Robert there. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I now know you want to say something, Duncan, so carry on. I was pointing out to you, Ashley Sutton has just done a 51 flat, 51.035, purple, purple, purple. Not easy to say that after a mouthful of water. And he's done that in amongst traffic. Yeah, and look at that. Chris Smiley now up to second place as well. 51-4, just ahead of the second Laser Tools Infinity with Aidan Moffat at the wheel. He's the top place Scottish driver at the moment, but right behind him is the number six car of Rory Butcher. Well, he was a moment ago because Sutton goes to the top. Turkington jumps into second position now, up eight places on that lap. And he needs to, doesn't he? Turkington needs to, to do this. We've got a big, big bit of dust at the chicane there, and there's a yellow flag. Now, I'll have the binoculars. It looks like it could be a perfect coloured car. It's facing the wrong way back towards the chicane and if he's in the gravel trap he will be very deeply buried let's have a quick check and see who's late car 62 and we've got a red red flag flag for Rick Parfit in the gravel at the exit of our black circle chicane has he has he touched that wreck to sell I don't think he's made it to the wall there, actually, but uh, he's certainly he's at the scene of the accident for the next person who makes the same mistake, so uh, we need a red flag to safely recover ah, that car. And he's starting to drive out from the gravel trap, so that's, yep. that's quite telling as well. Rick Parfitt desperate to get that car back in, get the hoover yep. of shame out, and get on his way for the remainder of yep. the qualifying session. Now, it is qualifying, so the time does stop now for the free practice sessions in the Quickfoot British Touring Car Championship. If we get a red flag... The timing screen doesn't actually stop, but it does stop in qualifying. So 22 minutes, 38 seconds to go. Red flag for a car off at the chicane, which is now driven away from that area. 
and is making its way back round under its own steam. There he is there. He's the last car in the queue in towards the hairpin, Rick Parfit Jr. Yep, and uh, mechanics all at the... Um at their stations in the pit lane, ready for the cars to come in. Some of the cars, I'm sure, will have been out on new tyres, ready to try and do a qualifying lap, and been frustrated that that's been disrupted. Um, but the uh, the work is there to be done now, is to get the cars turned around quickly for next time through. So. Duncan. Yeah, Matt Sales will be giving us a, a little bit of a heads up there as we now find the television screens in the commentary box, which has completely opened our eyes. Rick Parfit yes. taking a little bit too much through the chicane, and it just turned him round into the middle of that gravel trap. Thankfully, he managed to drive out the gravel trap. He's now in the line for joining the, the pit lane, but they will want to, as you say, regularly, Robert, you want to get all the gravel out the various places. Yeah, so Colin Turkington's car has just been invited to the Weybridge. The cars have to be compliant with the uh, the minimum weight rules and the uh, ride height rules at any time that they're called in for measurement. So Colin Turkington's car just being uh, waved back into its pit garage after a visit to the scrutineers. So let's give you the top 10 as it stands just now with 22 minutes to go. Sutton in provisional pole from Turkington. Smiley and Moffat would be the second row of the grid. Rory Butcher and Ollie Jackson would be the third row. Dan Robottom and Tom Ingram with Tom Chilton and Gordon Shedden on the top 10. Gordon Shedden a second off just now. But that's only because it's kind of been a it's been a typical start. They've been swapping tyres, going through the, the whole setup process on the car to get it right. And then we get a red flag. So... They kind of almost have to start again now, don't they, Robert? Yeah, it's because uh, this is long enough for the tyres to start to cool down. They're going to lose the, the optimum temperature zone that they were in. And uh, so they're going to have to just have a few laps to build up temperatures, pressures and, and uh, stickiness of the tyres again. What, what they will do, though, if they do start again, they start from a better base. They start from kind of warmer tyres rather than stolen yeah, cold tyres. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, and, and the brakes, of course, retain a lot of heat. So it's not just about getting the tyres hot, it's getting the whole wheel assembly hot or up to the right temperature and then uh, the car just comes alive at that point. But um, the cars have so many setup adjustments on them that the tiniest thing can make a big difference to the performance. And it's uh, just fascinating looking at the engineering on these cars. Now, this was after you got a bit of a tour from, uh, from Toyota Gazuyuki Racing and from Team Dynamics. Yes, fantastic yesterday. I spent about an hour yesterday right in the guts of uh, two of the fastest uh, touring cars, Rory Butcher's car and Gordon Shedden's car. Uh, and it changed my view completely of the sophistication of the engineering in this championship because although all the cars are using a series of standardised components to keep costs down, um, the amount of adjustment they've got on each individual corner of the car in terms of how they tune the suspension is immense. And I actually ran out of math trying to work out how many permutations you could you could have on a car. You could, you could literally have hundreds and hundreds of different setup permutations on any given car. I have to say what I see, and uh, that was uh, not nice to watch. Um, all of a sudden, uh, word was given, green flag comes out in the pit lane. It's a very busy pit lane. Everybody pushes the car back at the same moment. Um, uh, Tom Oliphant's car is pushed back. Stephen Jelly's car is pushed back. And they push Tom Oliphant's car into Stephen Jelly's car with that nasty crack of bodywork. It's fine. It's only light damage, but uh, really unnecessary. And that, let's hope that that's not the making of how West Surrey's racing weekend is going to be here at Knock Hill. Yeah, West Surrey, one of the greatest teams in the history of motorsport, actually, uh, Single-seater history behind them with Dick Bennett and uh, Ayrton Senna, of course, that's, and Jonathan Palmer. That's how it all started back in the mm. 80s. Uh, but now one of the most respected touring car teams in the world and uh, backed, of course, in the Quickfoot British Touring Car Championship by BMW. 
Uh, Rick Parfit walks away round the side of the Willie Brown Marshall Centre, which we can see, so he will not be taking any further part in this session. Or he may come back down, but I don't think he can, actually. Alan, you would be the man in the know. But at the front, it's the two power-maxed Vauxhalls once again, and it's Jason Plato on his own. Ask the question again. Yeah, t- uh, Rick Parfit has walked away. Can he restart the session or be the cause of the red flag? Is he oh, removed? Oh, no, I don't think so, no. Yeah, I thought so. That. Yeah, OK, thanks, buddy. The two Vauxhalls, yep. though, making their way through the twisty part of the circuit. And let's see how long it takes the cars yep. to turn the tyres on, Doc. Yeah, because this could be interesting, because Jason Plato, we saw trying a quicker lap earlier on. He had to abort the lap. He saw traffic ahead. He didn't feel he'd got it hooked up right. This time, he's got clear track ahead. He's got probably another lap or two before he starts to hit the back of the queue. So uh, he could do something on this one. So uh, he was down 20th in the order. But uh, let's see if he climbs up a few places now. We're getting into the, the, the juicy bit of qualifying for us now. Sutton still top from Turkington and Smiley. Through the hairpin comes Jason Plato. He's chased by his teammate Dan Lloyd. And JP crosses the line now, currently down in... Well, he's wow. just jumped up, up to... to that, that lap from Jason Plato puts him seventh. Seventh for that one lap. So clearly the car is still good. The tyres are warm. The brakes feel good. So Jason can really lean on it this time. He's still got a nice clear bit of track. The next car is at Clark Corner, which is a good, good bit of lap ahead of him. And it's one of the West Surrey BMWs. He's far enough out of the way for Jason to go here. I need to find out what's up with Carl Baldy's car. The team are working on it. Carl, what's the problem? Uh, we went out and had a major misfire, so um, I think the boys are changing the boost control valve. Keep our fingers crossed you can get it fixed. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, so so boost engine control problem valve. there, yeah. yeah. So engine pr- problem of some sort. Watching the two Vauxhalls last time through, I said uh, Plato had got sixth and you said seventh, and that was because Dan Lloyd crossed the line yeah. three thousandths of a second later and uh, went quicker. But they crossed the line again, Lloyd ahead of Plato once more. They do it exactly again. Gordon Shedden's put himself into third place he's gone purple through sector one he's done mediocre through middle sector he's coming out the hairpin just now as we can see he accelerates past the front of the circuit office he checks everybody's doing some work and across the line goes Gordon Shedden where does he go no he stays in fifth place because Josh Cook has now put his BTC Racing FK8 Honda at the top of the times. Yeah, 51.019. I wonder if we could get into the 50s before the session's over. I fancy we probably could, actually, because we've still got 18, just under 19 minutes remaining. So it's Cook, Sutton, Proctor, 66.1 and 18. As we come up the back street, we're going to keep a little focus on Gordon Shedden just now, Doc, because he's on a quick lap. The headlamps are on as he comes through Clark Corner off the end of it. It's a purple first sector for Gordon Shedden. What does he do in sector two this time round? He crosses it now into the hairpin. It's drifted away just that little bit, but Flash is so, so good on the brakes. Colin Turkington, in the meantime, has just popped himself to the top of the 50.9. First man to go under the 51 second bracket, Colin Turkington. The former series champion, Gordon Shedden, crosses the line and he stays in fifth place. Goes up one place, actually, on that correction. Yeah. I noticed lap before that uh, Robo in the 32 car, Gordon's teammate, had the headlights on as well. Uh, but he's still down in 19th, so a bit more to come. Big lock-up from Stephen Jelly. Uh, we're seeing on our TV replay there as he uh, tried to outbreak his uh, Turkington into Hairpin. Or was he trying to get out of the way of Turkington, who was on a flyer at the time? Yeah, either way, not what you want to do to your front right wheel at Knock Hill. But Turkington, Cook, Sutton, Proctor, Shedden, Oliphant. Proctor has been fast all the way and he's light. Matt Neal was singing the praises of Jake Hill, Elleron, who currently is in 12th place and he's pretty heavy at this point just now. Dan Robottom struggling with the weight, has got to be said, down in P20, learning as he goes along. 
A, not just learning not kill, but learning what the weight's like to deal with in a BTC car. As we look out the back of the commentary box, the two West Surrey BMWs are heading towards the hairpin, Robert. Let's pick up the numbers. Is it still Jelly and Turkington? Well, it's Turkington ahead of Jelly now, and behind them, Aidan Moffat. Yes, Aidan Moffat uh, currently dropping back a little bit from his teammate Sutton Moffat in 12th, Sutton in 3rd in car number 1. Uh, Turkington, Cook and Sutton is the order, 2.66-1. And, one. and uh, Tom Oliphant now up into 4th position just ahead of Senna Proctor in the 18 car. Aidan Moffat crosses the line and goes up 3 places to put himself into ninth place with that lap, 51.3. And well, the timing screen's calming down a little bit now. There's not too many purples. Uh, have we got a busy pit lane? Kind of, by the looks of things from here. Rory Butcher, is that Rory or is it Sam Smelt in the pit semi, lane? Semi-busy, I would say. Um, uh, just coming in is Ash Sutton he's got quite a lot of uh, uh, grass and clover leaves in the in the front grille of the car which will uh, very quickly once it's gone through the technical checks be brushed out because uh, that would potentially cause the engine to overheat where they are so uh, Ash Sutton really pulling, pushing on clearly. Another huge lock up at the hairpin for Stephen Jelly and that marks, or was that Colin Turkington there actually? I think it was think Jelly. It was, I think it was Jelly, yes. Cause I he's, uh, think, but I'm yeah. not too sure. So it was one of the BMWs. It was Jelly, because I saw. I just caught the TV replay yeah. and he outbraked Turkington. But both cars, both uh, West Surrey BMWs, they're coming into pit lane um, for another quick freshen up before they go out again. And Ash Sutton was off at the exit of McIntyre's, we're led to believe Alan Hyde. Just there's a little bit of intel yeah. for you. Yeah, so the one thing he probably didn't want was to go to the Weybridge coming in from that one because, uh, well, maybe he did because yeah. he's carrying a load of ballast in terms of the gravel he's picked up, but uh, he's probably got the cooling ducts a little bit too full of debris to keep the engine as cool as he wants. Top 25 cars all within a second, and that 25th car is new boy, new kid on the block, Paul Rivette. As Rory Butcher climbs 15 places to put himself P4 in the Toyota Gazoo Racing UK car with a 51.047 for Butch, up 15 places just behind Ash Sutton and ahead of Tom Oliphant. Aidan Moffat up to 6th position now in car 16, that's a good improvement on that lap and uh, that puts him back in touch with his teammate. Um, the, the popular uh, notion is that, front, that uh, rear wheel drive cars are an advantage around Knockhill. We've seen the session so far, a lot of Honda front wheel drive cars there in the top five and six, but now the, the rear wheel drive starting to come back in again with Sutton and Oliphant, Moffat moving into the positions there, and of course Turkington in P1 at the moment, the only driver below 51 seconds. Lloyd and Plato back on track, circulating with a car between them, Dan Lloyd at the front this time possible new tyres on that car, he's doing a bit of weaving up the main straight to try and build up some sort of heat or feeling in those tyres, but but we are still waiting for things to really, really kick off, Colin Turkington well, still sitting as the fastest man top of the times just now from Josh Cook in second place 41 hundredths of a second between them, Ash Sutton and Rory Butcher are provisionally on the second row of the grid, but I don't think it's going to end up like that, Robert. I think if I was a betting man, it might change. Where's Flash? Yeah, he's down in 10th at the moment. Yes, I think uh, there's probably at least one more run on fresh tyres for everyone to come yet. So we're going to see uh, people chipping away at Turkington, who's uh, on top of the timesheets right now. But uh, it's going to get quicker and quicker as the session goes on. We've got 13 minutes 50 seconds remaining. Yeah, a lot can happen in 30 minutes. It's a very, very eventful session. Uh, they're not kill qualifying for the for the touring cars, so basically hold on to yourself and, uh, and let's see how we get on. As we look out the back of the commentary box just now, the weather's still 
absolutely perfect for us here at Nokia Racing Circuit. One of the Coopers heads towards the apron. I think that's Jack Mitchell. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Robert Johnson. I pick up Ash Sutton, though, as he goes ahead of a man who we haven't mentioned yet in the Ginsters Hyundai. That's Tom Ingram. Tom Ingram has been a little bit off the radar for us. And as we look towards the timing screen, Tingram, although he's heavy on weight, is currently in 13th place, which is a good shot, actually, Robert. Yes, that's... Um Given the weight he's carrying, which is uh, pretty near the maximum success ballast as he comes into pit lane once again, uh, he's probably not expecting to get too far into the top 10 um, with initial qualifying. But uh, let's see what he can do. He's certainly a championship contender. He and Ash Sutton had uh, very barren races at uh, Ulton Park in terms of scoring points. And um, they've got a lot, lot of work to do this weekend to try and maintain their championship challenges, which uh, are actually still pretty much there or thereabouts. They're at the top of the, the championship table, but maybe not quite as far in front as they would have liked to have been. Barron is definitely one way of putting it, Dr. Robert Jones. They had a torrid time oh, yeah. at Oldson Park. It didn't work at all. You'd have put your house on Ashley Sutton winning that third race, but it was not to be. As we see a few cars on outlaps just now, I'm looking for Gordon Shedden just now as he goes through sector number one, 16.4 his sector, and the fastest 16.3, so Flash is in about the right area, he's a tenth down, but that tenth will keep him in that sixth place where he is just now, his teammate Dan Robottom struggling down in 23rd place, but he is properly heavy, apart from Sutton and Ingram, he is the next heaviest, and you've got to say, Ashley Sutton looking pretty good just now with that P3 fully laden car. Uh, yeah, albeit uh, some come back with some extra weight in it because he went off at McIntyre's. Well, he's only five hundredths off pole position with full weight in the car, so that tells you what the uh, Infinity can do around uh, this track. Adam Morgan in the gravel trap. Yeah, we're looking at that. They're just now on the exit off the chicane, waved yellow flag. Yep. Adam Morgan, we get a little bit of a replay on that. Looks, I think that's going to be stuck. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, uh, let's, beyond, just, yeah. Uh, let's just wait and see what happens. I can see just from the commentary box, the roof line of the car. Red flag. Red flag again, yep. So 11 minutes, 25 remaining of the session. In, in, in fairness, Adam had been particularly spectacular. They had just played a replay of him getting the most airborne, I think I've seen, of any car this uh, week. Yeah, a so. toughest dip. Yeah, yeah um, he's not shy, but that's that's what you've got to do at Notkill. You've got to attack the place. The lap time will come from you attacking it, but you will get to a point where you take too much. As we see a replay now, oh dear, yeah. Um, that was, oh. I would have to say that was far too much of the second kerb going through there, if you even got to that, and into the gravel in the car god Sisley Motorsport BMW number 33 Adam Morgan yep so looking at the order at the moment we've got rear wheel drive ahead of front then rear then front then rear then front then rear so it's uh, I would okay. say inconclusive as to what's the best thing to have <laughs> you okay there yes I am I'm just telling you front wheel drive versus rear wheel drive so Turkington Cook and Sutton as, uh, as we have a quick look across as well, we see Adam getting recovered, but let's have a look in the pit lane. Rory Butcher gets waved into the, the way bridge. Um, I always think of Surrey every time I say that, you know, that way bridge. It's yes, <laughs> that's where Brooklyn's is, yeah. yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll get over it. I will get over it. Uh, yeah, busy pit lane now. It, did Carl Bordley get that misfire fixed, Alan, or was there any comeback on that from him? Because it'd be good to know. Uh, that is a very good question. I don't know the answer, but I'll find out. Cheers, buddy. One thing Heidi will do, he's, he's like a sniffer. Yeah, and we've just seen the replay there. Adam Morgan, far too much of the first kerb at Chicane, and that caused him going off at the second kerb. So the first kerb set the car into a sort of like a bouncing motion going through the chicane. 
And off he went. Unfortunately, the big screen's not here today. But yeah. um, they'll get that car out. Norman Burgess will give Adam a bit of a shake with the lapels and shake the car as well. And there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a bit disruptive for Adam's qualifying session. He's going to be quickly towed out of there. The recovery vehicle's there already. But uh, it means they've got to spend time cleaning the car, getting it ready. And he's going to have to go out on new tyres because they'll all be dirty now. And uh, I don't know if you can yeah. go back. It would be the cause oh, of Of course, the yes, flag. you yeah. can. That's right. Yep. 11 minutes, 25 seconds to go. The clock has stopped here for the 2021 Quickfoot British Touring Car Championship at Knock Hill. The Lockring UK round in association with Cataclean and supported by Event Scotland. Now, we are very lucky in the commentary box. We have all sorts of timing screens and we've also got a TV feed. Right now, we're looking at Butch. We're on board looking at Rory Butcher inside his car. And he looked very, very calm there. Yeah, he is incredibly cool uh, in competition, actually. He's very focused on what he's doing. Nothing distracts him. Um, very, very professional in the approach he takes as he uh, prepares for an event and undertakes the event. So uh, he's w- there's a number of drivers in the field who have been doing this long enough. You just know that the performance is there every time you can relax and you know they're going to deliver. Rory's one of those. Alan? Uh, the Carl Baldy answer, well, we've done this by process of um, miming at one another um, <laughs> I can't quite get up towards the car but he said so so, not sure mm. oh dear, let's, let's hope for Carl's sake that that will be okay we've seen that they've kind of dragged uh, Adam Morgan from the depths of the gravel trap out to the, the shore of the gravel trap, <laughs> would that be the right way of saying it we can now see Aidan and Bob Moffat on television there's something that um, well there you go, Bob Moffat looking inside Speaking to his son, Aidan, he must be immensely proud how Aidan's turned out to be driving that car. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job this season as Aidan. He's come on leaps and bounds and he's uh, he's very, very close to the front end of the grid here. Seventh position for Aidan out of uh, 29 cars. Aidan Moffat is he's like a new man, as, as Ashley Sutton was in here yesterday and he praised his teammate in front of him. He didn't say it just for the sake of saying it, he actually said it and he meant it. And we've got 10 minutes of the session to go, and there's one little thing that's worrying us just a little bit. It's like a wee tail coming over the hill there. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> he said, hopefully. Yeah. So, a couple of other cars to mention. Uh, Rory Butcher's managed to get his Toyota up to fourth. Sam Smelt still to get a good lap. He's uh, 18th. Meanwhile, Adam Morgan is looking rather forlornly and, at and his number 33 BMW. And I think, is that the flatbed it's going to come back on? Did his car race suit say yeah. race god? If, he, if the car sponsored by Cargo, did Adam's suit say race god? Uh, we can see Adam across there in front of the very knowledgeable Knockhill spectator base across there. There'll be plenty of pictures of that appearing on social media as it gets lifted onto the back of the high But There must be that much gravel in there that they want to bring it back round on the high Maybe Adam said, I'm yeah. not going to drive that. Yeah, could well be the case. And uh, what a great place you'll pick to watch from down on the exit of the chicane there. That is a tremendous viewing point because you see the cars... Airborne coming up through the uh, the exit of the chicane. It's, uh, and it's a very quick part of the track. Well, I was there for Janetta Junior testing the other day and I took a 30-second video clip. I put it on my own Twitter and it's had like 13,000 views. <laughs> of the, and it's a car god's car which lands in the exact same place. It's uh, young uh, Joe Wheeler. So uh, Adam Morgan mirroring what Wheeler did in the in the Janetta Junior. But the car is now on the back of the lorry and we will be getting that background as quickly as we possibly can. And, well... What's going to happen? It's going to be a, a bit of a dash for the cash Well, now. it's going to be interesting how the, the teams time this because 11 minutes, 25 seconds to go. They're going to need two or three laps to get everything up to optimum temperature again. So that's two or three minutes. And then they're going to want two or three flying laps. They might not have time for a second run. They might get a second run. So everybody's going to be out here looking for their final attempt at the grid. Right, so Ash Sutton sits in third place. He's five hundredths of a second 
of pole position. Rory Butcher is only 600th of a second of pole position as well. And then you've got one, two, three, four guys all within a tenth of a second and pole position. It's yep. so incredibly close. All the way down, Robert, to still 25, Paul Rivette, nine tenths off. But that's a great yep. show from Paul Rivette. Because he, yeah. he does come in with a little bit of ballast. Yes, he does, because new, new drivers always have to come in with some ballast. But Paul Rivette hasn't sat in a touring car this year until he got the call within the last few days mm-hmm. to come and replace Andy Neitz, who's uh, unwell at the moment. And so Paul Rivette's multiple Renault Clio champion, so he knows his way around a racetrack. And he has done half a dozen touring car events before in previous seasons. But uh, to be dropped into this and be right on the pace is mighty impressive. We see, again, looking into the eyes, those big eyebrows of the off. Aidan Moffat, Laser Tools Racing, Infinity. The car looks like it's just been put down just now onto the ground as up the trioval comes Adam Morgan's Sisley Motorsport BMW. And that's going to go straight up into the paddock. The paddock obviously empty for spectators. And please, if you're in the paddock at any point this weekend and you hear any announcements about us leading to close the paddock for getting the touring cars out, please make your way out from the paddock as quickly as you can. Gives the touring cars a free run down into the holding area and into the pit lane. Now, we're, we're looking at the, the, the pit lane. Everybody's poised, holding the backs of their cars, just ready ready for the word to pull them all back. Hopefully, Alan, there's no uh, mistakes by the BMW guys this time and bashing into each other. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that again because <laughs> that wouldn't have pleased the team boss. As uh, Aidan Moffat now doing a visualisation of his lap, you'll see a number of drivers that do this. They just sit in deep concentration in the car and they mine through each corner of the lap. You can almost work out where he is on the lap based on his gear changes that he's mining I think he's through. he's at Clark's right now. He's yeah. just going through Clark's. Well, he's in a long, yeah, yep. up a gear, along uh, yeah, another gear, and he's heading towards the hairpin. Then we'll see, yep, that's the hairpin down <laughs> through the gearbox and tight right-hander, and then we'll see the gear change up again on the exit of the hairpin. Yep, and he's on the main straight now, and he's just uh, shaking his head as he's finished the lap. That was fantastic to watch. Yeah, good that. He's, he's, I've got to say, though, he's uh, Clark's to hairpin straight was a bit short. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's been pole position if you did that for real yes <laughs> so the green flag flies here at Nokia Racing Circuit for the Quickfoot British Touring Car Championship we have got the remainder of this 11 minute qualifying session to go or it's not an 11 minute qualifying session but that's the only time left for the session after a red flag caused by Adam Morgan at the chicane when he went off in his Sisley Car Gods BMW so once again the two well it's an Astra at the front not both of them this time but there's an Astra leading them round what you seen, Doc? I'm just watching the BMWs safely leaving the garage this time as Colin Turkington brings up the rear of the field, exiting the pit lane. I think we've got, I think uh, Sam Smelt just uh, getting into the pit lane in the 23 car, and I think that is everybody out on track. So this is going to add a complexity to it because. Uh, Everybody now wants to set their fastest lap, but everybody's out on track at the same time and everybody wants a clear space and there isn't any clear space. Yeah, hold on to your hats. Um, it'll, either be, it'll either be an incredibly fast last 10, 11 minutes or it'll be an incredibly frustrating one for some of the drivers. Now, interesting thing, the man of, uh, or the, probably the most experienced man in the grid, Jason Plato, has uh, ducked out of this. He's just uh, decided to drive back into pit lane and he I, might be deciding... I think he's just yeah. driving through the pit lane. Yeah. No, he's not. not no, he's coming to a stop. But yeah. I was just wondering, you know, we have that sort of huge schmozzle when the uh, green flag waves in the pit lane to get everybody out. Would it not be worth being a car that hangs back when they... I don't know why they don't do that. 
Well, that's effectively what Sam Smelt did. So we'll see how he gets on. He was the only one left in the I, pit lane. I, I, I don't think that was by judgment. No, I think it, it wasn't. Was just because uh, <laughs> the, the door was closed. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking the same thing, Alan. It's um, but on a, such a short track, um, within a couple of laps, everyone's kind of spread a bit, and uh, there, yeah, just isn't, there, there is yeah, just true. no clear space on the track at the moment. Uh, there's cars. I just wanted to use the word schmozzle, to be honest. Oh, I love it. I love well, it. It, was, it was well taken. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with that one, Heidi. We'll put that in the, the book of commentary box uh, jargon that we're going to have to mm-hmm. use a few I'll more times. I'll be interested to see how you spell it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell it anyway, so it's fine. So eight minutes to go in the session, or nine minutes to go in the session as the cameras pick up Jake Hill, but we're going to have a look at the other direction. I'm going to follow Tingram for a lap. He's just going underneath the Beatsons Building Supply Bridge, and there is eight minutes to go. Tingram currently sits in 13th place in the number 80 Ginsters back Accelerate Hyundai and why is that impressive you say 13th because he is a heavy car he is a car that carrying quite a bit of championship success ballast uh, also is Ash Sutton but Ash Sutton's managed to wriggle his way all the way up to third place so Sutton clearly doing something a little bit more well, better than everybody else this weekend a very busy track coming through Clark Corner Ingram Tingram as he's known with his lights ablaze heads towards the hairpin into that hairpin his merchandise stall is effectively the turning point for the hairpin it's a great marker Robert it is indeed I wonder if he spots that from the corner of his eye as he goes through but he's uh, carving his way through the BTC Hondas at the moment uh, headlamps on but so is the car in front of him which is the 18 car of Senna Proctor so the two of them on hot laps but uh, he's had to come through traffic and he goes up two places into P11 even with all that traffic Tingram making hay while the sun shines and the track is a little bit emptier out there good stuff from that man 28 yep. years old Tom Ingram now he's been around a long time I am um, I spoke to Tom after FP2 just uh, just catching up and saying hello and he was I mean he's never down in the dumps but um, he's he's really just suffering with uh, the success balance that the car is is carrying so he it was almost a conversation of, uh, I'm going as fast as I can, it's just not fast enough, unfortunately. Senna Proctor has just done a fastest middle sector, Alan. Senna Proctor has been quick all day here at Knockhill. This could be Proctor staking a claim for the top step as he goes across the line. He does. Proctor goes to provisional pole with 50.9. 25 hundredths of a second faster than Turkington. 25 thousandths. Thousands. And let's not forget that he took pole position, his first pole position, two weeks ago at Alton Park. He wasn't able to convert that into a win, but he was able to convert the reverse third, uh, reverse grid third race into his first win this year. And he goes well at Knock Hill. He's got good history as we see a big spin on the TV and... Carl Bordley manages to get that back together and away as gravel gets kicked up in the face of one of the one of the Hondas. That's Dan Robottom getting a face full of gravel from Tingram Shedden in hot pursuit as well, Robert. Yep, it's uh, hotting up here in the last few minutes of the session. Six minutes, 18 seconds remaining. Proctor, Turkington, Cook, Sutton is the order, but there's purples coming further down the field from Gordon Shedden. He only needs to find a couple of tenths of a second and it will move him up the times. Here he goes, he crosses the line. Flash, what does he do? Flash stays in the same position and does he improve in time or place, Robert, as we look along? Uh, no. no, it stayed the same in seventh, but he's only three hundredths of a second off Oliphant ahead of him in the number 15 BMW. And he's got he's got heavy traffic ahead of him Ooh. as he goes down through, and that's mm-hmm. uh, 
No, there is Jackson. Sam Osborne. Sam, Sam Osborne, Osborne, the number yeah. four car, taking to the escape road. And now he's uh, got off on the exit of the chicane as well. So that's an event for lap for Sam Osborne. But he's back on track. He's managed to regain that and uh, all to do again. Meanwhile, we can see uh, Gordon Shedden still pushing hard. Um, Shedden has gone purple. Sorry yep. to crash there, Doc. Purple through sector one. So Shedden, purple through sector one, it drifts away just a little bit. He's losing a little bit from sector two, which is from McIntyre's to the exit or the entrance to the hairpin. We're looking at him climbing the straight just now. Live in my eyes, he crosses the line. Where does Flash go? Does he go further up the list? No, he doesn't. He's losing just so much. It's quite strange because he's so incredibly fast from Duffy's dip to the exit of McIntyre's, but then just doesn't have it after that, Robert. Yeah, he's only two-tenths of a second off pole position, but that puts him down in seventh place at the moment. He's on the fourth row of the grid. Uh, meanwhile, Rory Butcher is in fifth position in the Toyota and uh, he is his best lap of 51.047. And in fact, make that sixth. Turkington Purple Sector 2. So uh, Colin Turkington, the former series champion in the West Surrey Racing BMW, is on a charge. He goes to the top of the times with a 50.8. Colin Turkington, late as he may be, has arrived back at Knockhillen. Everybody has been expecting and talking about Colin Turkington being fast, and he is. He's ahead of Senna Proctor now by a tenth of a second. 50.836, fastest lap of qualifying so far. The number two. West Surrey BMW. Yeah, it's 2.18.66 is the top three. Turkington, Proctor and Cook. So BMW and two Hondas. Then we've got uh, numbers one and 16. That's the two Laser Tools Infinities of Sutton and Moffat. They're two thousandths of a second between them. That's a fantastic performance by Moffat and a fantastic performance by Sutton, who's carrying a lot of ballast in that car. So they, at the moment, are, line, are looking for fourth and fifth on the grid with Butcher right behind them in sixth. Proctor sets a personal best through the first sector, 16.4 seconds. Senna Proctor, will he retaliate and try and get that position back? Of course he will, it's qualified. He's not just going to circulate, Duncan. He goes in towards the hairpin just now. And the two BTC cars together at the hairpin. Proctor, the second of those cars. In fact, BTC cars racing, uh, running one, two and three on the road there. With uh, Josh Cook, then Jade Edwards, then Senna Proctor. Proctor crosses the line and he does a 51.095. Daniel Lloyd way down the order the two voxels have faded quite well down the timesheets now but Daniel Lloyd has just set a personal best and uh, we'll see if that pulls them further up the order they're down 17th 18th Jake Hill, Robert. Jake Hill with a brilliant lap puts himself fourth there and that's a heavy car uh, he goes in, up to P4 car number 24 51021 slots himself between Cook and Sutton and there's not much of a gap there trust me but he's done it the BMWs, the West Surrey BMWs are in team formation as they go down through Duffus and down towards Turn 3 at McIntyre's with uh, Jelly just ahead of Turkington. Hill again on another fast lap, personal best through Sector 1. He's now backed off though heading towards the hairpin. Maybe trying to get a little bit of free space on the track because there's 2 minutes 40 seconds of this qualifying session at Knock Hill to go. Yes, Hill in the white 24 car just exiting the hairpin. Now headlights have gone off. Uh, so he's on a cruise lap by the looks of it but headlights on on the car behind him which is the Draper Tools back Hyundai of Chris Smiley car 22 now he's been there or thereabouts most of the weekend but at the moment he's just propping up the top 10 and uh, fails to improve on that lap 51-138 his best so far Rudy Butcher currently in 7th Gordon Shedden in ninth. Uh, we look further down his teammate uh, Dan Robotham in 20th position now. So struggling a bit with the extra weight that Dan Robotham's ca ca carrying this week, easy for me to say. And all of a sudden it's going a little bit calmer on the time. But having said that, Dan Lloyd's still on a quick one, Robert. 
Yes, he is still uh, charging around in the faster of the Vauxhalls and uh, well spotted, Duncan, because he's jumped six places up to 11th in car 123, a 51-187. Uh, puts him into that position just behind Chris Smiley. Rory Butcher heads towards the hairpin now. He's got clear road in front of him. He's got the headlights on. He's got Tom Oliphant far enough behind to give Butch a possible last run at this with one minute, in fact, maybe two, two laps at this. One minute, 30-odd seconds to go. Good lap from Dan Lloyd, 51.187, sees him go up six places, as you said, Doc, in that Vauxhall Astra. He's on another quick one, he's flashing the lights to Osborne as he goes towards the hairpin, but it's just not as quick as we have seen. The the timing screen is kind of stalled a bit now, we've got a sea of yellow, there isn't really many people going faster. And there's certainly no purple sectors popping up with one minute to go. If Rory Butcher can just get a hundredth of a second faster, he will leapfrog both infinities that are ahead of him. Oh, it's so that well. close. So he uh, will. Well yeah. spotted, Dr. Robert Johnston. That is all he needs to find. I'm here saying that's all he needs to find. It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy as he heads around towards the open now. He is on a nice clear bit of road at the hairpin, Robert. Yep, through the hairpin goes the number six Toyota. His teammates also in a flyer of a lap just about um, a few hundred yards behind it. But here comes oh, Rory. He's gone to pit lane. He's, He's aborted that one. for the pits. That's a disaster. Let's hope all is well in that car. Tom Ingram setting a decent lap. Was it Tom Ingram I'm looking at a lot? It was Tom Chilton, sorry. Chilton, 51.467 on his last lap round. Tom Chilton in 15th place. His teammate Adam Morgan still out of this one, but still ahead of him in 12th place after that red flag causing spin at the chicane when they landed in the gravel trap in the middle of it. Yep. Ten seconds to go yeah, as the session winds down towards the end and nothing really jumping off. Dan Robotham set a personal base first sector. He's drifted away a little bit in the middle. And also a decent lap for Gordon Shedden, 51.120 as the chequered flag flies. That keeps Flash in ninth place. He's the first car to take the chequered flag. And Chris Smiley, has Chris Smiley just put a blinder of a lap in at the end there? Smiley puts himself P3 (laughs) on that last lap. What a lap by Chris Smiley. Brings himself up four places. Turkington Proctor, now Smiley. Smiley slotting in there, but Colin Turkington at the end of this one. Looks like he will be swaggering back towards the West Surrey Racing Team BMW lorry with the pole position and Alan Hyde interview in his pocket as a lot of drivers now heading for the pit lane. Robert Johnston, the chequered flag has been seen by all F bar yeah, none. Well, watch this. We've got a BTC Honda on a quick one. Ooh. That is Jade Edwards, but uh, I was wondering if it was Josh Cook for a minute because you know we can't tell them apart, Duncan. And uh, it, was, uh, it was Jade Edwards, so she's not upset the front half of the grid at this stage Doc, so uh, on your last lap your man Jason Plato managed to get to 11th place with his best lap of the session as well and Tom Ingram got up to 9th place on his last lap as Chris Smiley was the best one no, he got up to 3rd place so the last wow. laps mm-hmm. actually kicking in for quite a few drivers there Yep, so uh, great result for Aidan Moffat in car 16, right beside his teammate, one thousandth of a second separates the two infinities. Uh, other Scottish drivers then, let's see where we've got Rory Butcher right behind him in sixth position in car, in eighth position I should say in car 6, and Gordon Shedden just outside the top 10 in car 52. As uh, Flash takes the FK8 Honda Civic Type R round the back, Aidan Moffat will be doing the exact same thing, he's in towards the open just now. Give him a nice big, give him some round of applause here. That was a cracking qualifying session for them off to come home in P7. And to be the top Scot, he will be happy with that. Moff, Butch and Shedham 
Uh, they come home seventh, eighth, and eleventh. Good showing for the boys. Yes, indeed. So it's uh, and it tees everything up beautifully for tomorrow because again we've got that mix of well everyone says the rear wheel drive is the thing to have off the front of the grid. So Turkington pole position rear wheel drive. He's in a fantastic position uh, yeah. for the next race. And he's alongside Senna Proctor, who's a front-wheel drive car. Then directly behind him, you have got another rear-wheel drive car. Who's no, alongside Smiley's front-wheel front drive. drive. Smiley's front-wheel drive. Oh, sorry, I thought it was something. I read yeah, that wrong. So I read that completely wrong. Yeah, well, in fact, yeah, th- this, kind of puts the, this starts to put the lie to the, uh, the rear-wheel yeah. drive myth a little bit, although you've got to take into account ballast and things. But Turkington rear-wheel drive on pole, then four front-wheel drive cars, then you've got the two rear-wheel drive Infinities, and then you've got another batch of front-wheel drive cars. And also, the, the front-to-rear-wheel drive, it gets talked about It gets talked about a lot. It does get talked about a lot. But Colin Turkington's running re- very, very light compared yes. to a lot of these other guys, as is Senna Proctor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of track clear-up to get done. Alan, whenever you need to just uh, I'm bash sta- in. I'm standing very by and uh, just watching Chris Smiley finish off his technical checks and the car brought forward by championship coordinator Dan Mayo. Chris Marley brings the car to a stop in the queue to have its technical checks and just being rolled up towards them now is Colin Turkington's BMW and uh, once they've done the ride height check which they're completing at the moment they will put the um, the four way uh, pads underneath each of the corners of the car and push the car on they've done that now uh, Senna Proctor was here some time ago and already he's, uh, I think he's doing his interview with Louise Goodman so pretty soon I'll be able to have a chat with him myself and then uh, the car you hear fired up is Colin Turkington's BMW, has to do that, has to be able to do that itself. Uh, Chris Smiley's car making its way away from the technical check area and uh, Colin Turkington's car just comes to a stop now so he'll go off to have a chat to Louise Goodman and uh, where is Senna Proctor off to got a feeling I I may have missed him he might be off to the uh, paddock in which case just let me leave the BMW where plenty of team personnel and uh, uh, media are stationed waiting to welcome back Colin when he gets out the car I think you can hear in the background there's quite a reception for him just at the entry end of pit lane, which is where Team BMW are based. Uh, Dick Bennett gives him a, a hearty congratulations. His wife Louise is standing by as well. And uh, you can see that uh, Colin's eyes smiling away as he gets the helmet off, it poses for a picture with Jacob Ebry, uh, official BTCC photographer. And he's just having a chat to Louise at the moment. On goes the cap. Over to Louise Goodman now. So from one Louise to another. Chris Smiley has finished his interview. And uh, therefore, ah, no, he's gone straight into a radio interview. In which case, I'm going to have to stand by once again. So uh, just let me wait for uh, Colin to finish with Louise. For uh, Chris to finish with the radio interview, the technical checks are complete for those top three. It's the requirement. The top three are the cars that are pulled in. And I'm, I'm trying to keep an eye to the left on Chris Smiley to make sure 
he doesn't run away and keep an eye to my right on Colin <laughs> Turkey. It's not easy, is it? It, 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 it is like plate spinning. Yeah. Um, but if, I, if I'm if i a sensible distance back from both of them, then I, can, I can go one way or the other. So uh, just waiting. I think probably Chris is going to be finished first is my, is my feeling. And as soon as he is, I'll be in there to grab a word. But it's not, not going to be for a moment or two, I'm afraid, guys. Not a problem. We will wait for you, Alan Hyde, because we definitely want to catch a word with the, the guys after that session. Here we go. Chris Smiley's finished with his vote. It's, it's one after another, Chris, isn't it? Well done. Many congratulations. You've had good pace all day, haven't you? Yeah, we've been there there about all day. Um, that sort of feels like one that got away there, if I'm being honest. Uh, the, 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 fir- the first run at the start, I got sort of bulked in behind a few cars that we shouldn't have been. You know, it's, it's easy making up all these excuses, but I think if we had to go at the start and we'd had our second go without the red flag coming out, I think we would have found that extra little bit. But listen, we should be over the moon. P3 is a great place to be starting, especially around here. It's, a, it's one of those circuits where, where overtaking is quite difficult. So, yeah, it's all to play for tomorrow. Yeah, it's so important to start towards the front, if not on the very front, just towards the front. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, I, th- I think if you look at the, the, the free practice times today, you know, it's, it, we've, we've been up there, 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 thereabouts all day, you know, it's, everyone thinks, you know, you, you've done it in FP2, you're not going to do it qualifying, so yeah, to, to pull it out of the bag and qualify, and there we're happy. And pretty good for Northern Ireland as well, I'm going to talk to your, uh, to your fellow countrymen, because Colin Turkington has finished his TV interview, I'm sorry Colin, it's one interview after another, but in fairness, that's a good thing, because it means you're back at the sharp end. Yeah, I haven't done many interviews the last couple of weeks i was gonna say it's about time yeah so it's yeah it's nice to be back at the sharp end of the grid the car's feeling good feeling back to to, to how i know it and uh, yeah we uh you know had a had a good session uh, I, I think the traffic was difficult for everybody but i made the most of that and uh got, got my laps in so you know i'm confident with the car that that i've got underneath me and you know i think i can do well with it tomorrow can you answer me this question because as you know colin i've only got quite a small brain so i can't work these things out when there's a red flag and the green flag goes out to send cars back on the circuit why does everyone go together why don't you hang back because finding clear track is the problem isn't it yeah i think it's it's just basically to get out there and start building tire temperature it's it's a funny one because the grip at at knock hill is, is quite good but for us in the BMW, it takes quite a long time for the front tyres to be ready. So Every moment on track is worth it. Yeah, so it's just about getting out there. Even though you're you're in a queue for three or four laps, you would be three or four laps warm in your tyres anyhow. So, yeah, so you, if you're sitting in the pits, you're not getting any temperatures. So, yeah, it may look like an unnecessary traffic jam, but everybody's just trying to get heat in, in the tyres. Beautifully explained, Colin. Thank you very much indeed. Well done and good luck tomorrow. Colin Turkington then, uh, a very happy Colin Turkington. And uh, I think that was perfectly explained as well. Yeah, it, it did, because you were asking a question. And we were thinking, well, what is the answer to that? I've always wondered. Yeah, and now we know. Now we know. But great to great to hear him sounding sounding cheery as well. You know, not that he's never cheery, but sounding more like his, his normal uh, self. Correct. More, more, more of his normal self is exactly the right way to put it. Yep.